first edition of the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 as we're talking Denver Pioneer men's basketball for the first time for the 2022-23 season. My name is Tyler Mon, radio voice of the Pioneers. and pleased to be joined by Denver head coach Jeff Wilburn after win number one of the 2022-23 season last night. Coach, uh, waking up this morning, probably pretty <laughs> pretty good feeling after game number one. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm very happy, very pleased. Great way to get the season started. And I think a lot of positive things to build off of for our basketball team. We are, uh, you know, not yet 24 hours removed from game number one. And your guys really gutted out a lot of that win uh, and did it in a very impressive fashion. And you could see the things that, you know, that we've talked about over the last few weeks as to what you're excited about with this team. You could see already the flashes of those coming together. Um, but being not even a day removed, what have you gotten to look at from yesterday and what did you like really coming out of it? Yeah, Tyler, I, I would tell you a couple of things that come right off the top. And one is we uh, we stayed true to our identity uh, early in the season. You know, first game, you have a lot of young players, guys playing their first games. And yet we stick to our identity. I, I told the team uh, probably three weeks ago or so that I, I think that we're ahead of the game because we, we have an identity that we think will work for this basketball team. We need to get the ball inside. We need the ball to touch the paint. Mm -hmm. That's done on pick and rolls where we hit the bigs rolling. It's done with guard penetration. It's done on post-ups. It's done on cutters, back cuts. And, uh, and we held true to that. You know, we took eight threes, and, and I think the reality is that we're not going to be a prolific three-point shooting team. Uh, but if our threes come inside out, that's the, mm -hmm. way, the way to get them. And, and that's the way our looks came last night for the most part. But uh, we stayed true. We got the ball inside. You know, we, we believe that we're going to have a very, very strong front court this year. And, and guys like Tevin uh, are going to get to the paint with their penetration and open yeah. things up. So I would say um, th that's definitely one that we stay true to our identity. And then, Tyler, I would say when adversity hit throughout the game, we mm -hmm. stayed together. I was really impressed with that. We, we've talked so much about the team, the team, you know, that we can weather bad shots and we can weather turnovers and we can weather, um, you know, runs from other teams as long as we stay together our, and, and our egos are never trumped, or, or I should say our egos are always trumped by the team. Right. And that we're concerned about the team uh, throughout the game. I thought Tommy Bruner did a great job of running the show for us last night for his first game with us. And uh, I thought our huddles were good. I thought when they cut the, the lead to two mm -hmm. uh, late in the game, we stayed together and we ended up executing. And I think, Tyler, we ended up making about four game-winning plays in maybe the last three minutes. You know, charges, loose yeah. balls, 50-50 balls. And that was really nice to see. It's really nice to see in game one, especially. I mean, it's one of those things that if you see that, you know, at the end of December and you're getting into Summit League play and your guys start doing that, you're happy about it. But to see it in game number one is really impressive because I know in, in seasons past, uh, you know, prior to last year, there were a lot of moments last night where you would have felt like, all right, this is the beginning of when things turn and go south for Denver. The way that you guys have started to build this, it, I was very impressed last night by the fact that your guys didn't seem to show a lot of panic. And especially with a lot of newcomers in, sometimes that's difficult to get to the point where everybody trusts each other enough that you're not going to freak out when all of a sudden we've gone from a 12-point lead to a two-point lead in the last few minutes. Yeah, usually that takes time, mm -hmm. and certainly with time we're going to get better and better at it. But it was nice to see that this was something that we've talked about from day one. You know, if you, you want to go back to June when we came together for the first time, mm -hmm. and it, it was never a case of if adversity will hit, but just when. Yeah. 
and that how we respond to that adversity will certainly determine how successful we'll be during the course of a season. And we had a great example last night. We were tested by a very good Idaho team. I, I would be really surprised if that team is not a top three team in the big sky this year. You know, they, I was talking with Rob Williams yesterday for our, uh, our Keys of the Game segment, and, and that was what Bert said. He said, you know, they're picked to finish ninth in the big sky. I don't see yeah. eight teams in that league that are better than that. And even talking with Chris King, their radio broadcaster yesterday, he said, there's a lot of stuff that we still don't know about what they're going to look like, but the talent level is so much more impressive on that Idaho side than what it's been the last couple of years. And for your guys to go out and compete that well against a team that had some size, had some length, and was really tenacious. I mean, that was the one thing that I noticed about Idaho is anytime anybody would settle down for a second and be holding the ball stationary, there was a vandal hand in to slap it away and knock it out of bounds, try to force a turnover. Your guys didn't get rattled by that either, which was pretty impressive. And something that, again, I feel like the more experience you get, the more you expect that. But game one to keep your composure facing a team that didn't really go away is, is really impressive too. Well, that was a good test. And you know, another thing that we, we talked about prior to the game, uh, we had two close scrimmages and I told them that, you know, I had developed uh, quite a bit of confidence in our team that in both of those situations, we came out ready to play. Uh -huh. We came out focused. We had an understanding of what the scouting report was. We tried to execute it. Certainly weren't flawless by any means, but the intent was really, really good. And, you know, another takeaway I've given you two, maybe a third one would be, and this is who we are, Tyler. We got to the free throw line 33 yeah. times. That's got to be because we attack the paint so yeah. often and the variety of ways in which we do, we we're, we think we're going to get to the foul line a lot this season. And uh, we'll work on our free throws and we'll be a better shooting team than we demonstrated last night. I, I'm sure there were a little first game jitters that Definitely. factored into that. But I love the fact that we got to the line 33 times. And especially the fact that you're able to, to get a win while not shooting at necessarily the rate you want there, but doing so many other things. And again, you're not going to be able to hit 25 free throws a game if you're not getting there 30 plus times or 20 free throws a game or whatever it is. So you've gotten the first part of that equation down and it's the most important part. The other thing that I felt like you guys did well, and there's probably some combination of the fact that Idaho didn't shoot it great, but they shot a lot of three pointers and they were not successful on many. I think they ended up finishing four for 25 or something like that from three, right. because even when when they were getting quote unquote open looks, they were not open set looks very often. What did you like about the way your guys were able to kind of keep them off balance shooting threes? You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about contesting shots mm -hmm. and being the second jumper and not leaving our feet for shot fakes. And um, we, we just had a staff meeting and of course we've all looked at the tape now and we, we had, we, we want to have at the end of the day, 80% good contests uh -huh. and we, we chart each contest and a good contest is when you're, you're the second jumper and you give voice pressure and, and you, uh, w without fouling the shooter and we didn't foul any three yeah. point shots, which is good with, that is a sin defensively mm -hmm. to foul the jump shooter. But, um, we, we had some good contests and I, I think they missed some open looks, but at the same time, that, that is an area of focus for us. And I think we did a good job contesting the threes. You know, I wish I could sign up for that the rest of the season, <laughs> right? 20% yeah, uh, opponent that. shooting threes against you.
Coach, uh, let's talk about some of your individual performances last night. Um, you know, Tevin Smith, we've been so excited to see him in year two. He goes out and quietly matches his career high with 23 points. Um, Lucas Kasunas had some really big moments. Tyree Corbett's dunk toward the end of the game was the moment that sort of blew the roof off the place. Um, what did you like about kind of the progression you saw in game one, especially for some of your new guys, getting in and seeing them in game action for the first time? Uh, what pleased you about some some individual performances? Yeah, Tevin, you know, that 23-point career high isn't going to last long. Yeah. Uh, yep. But uh, he just helps you in so many ways, and, and I, I think we do a nice job of utilizing Tevin to take advantage of all of his strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, he, he hit a huge step-back three last yes. night. and. Man, if he can complement his driving game with with great three point shooting, uh, that that that'll be really good. But um, he he's such a good back cutter. He's a, a great cutter off the ball. He's great at using ball screens. Uh, he he's good in transition, and and uh, it just gives you so much. And uh, and then add to that, we put him on the best player on the other team mm-hmm. uh, night in and night out, and. Uh, he's responsible for doing a good job locking up the best player on yeah. the other side. So uh, Tev did a great job. I, I, I as I said, I, I really believe our front court will be an area of strength for us this year. Uh, Lucas had a nice game, mm-hmm. eleven points. You, you know, I've got three starters for two positions. Yeah. I, I really believe that with Tyree and Lucas and, and Toko, and we'll probably rotate them as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, they're all three are going to play uh, significant minutes. Yeah. Toko comes off the bench last night, if you want to call it that, and had 10 rebounds. Yeah. And I think just missed a double double. Um, Tyree had 13 rebounds. You know, that, that's 10 a, in the first half. That, yeah. yeah. Pretty potent front court, and, and we'll continue to get better. And again, the, the identity of the team is that we realize that that's a strength, mm-hmm. and those guys get to touch the ball in areas where they're really effective. You know, I've, I've told our team that. Through 30 practices and a couple of scrimmages, we were shooting two-point field goals at 60%. And I said, you know, if if we if that holds true, that'll be a top 10 mark in the country. Mm-hmm. And you know, almost everybody played a game last night, and we were around 60% on two-point field goals, and that's eighth in the country this morning. So, uh, it, you know, I think we're ahead of the game. We understand that that's a strength, and we have to have the discipline to play to it. It's a Coach Jeff Wilburn show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 ESPN Denver as we're talking Pioneer basketball after DU's 68-62 season opening victory over the Idaho Vandals last night. We'll step aside for a timeout, bring it on back and talk about what's to come for the Pioneers to kick off his 2022-23 season. Back in a moment on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Rolling along with the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show talking Denver Pioneers basketball on 104.3 The Fan HD3. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn. Coach, your team coming off a season opening win over Idaho last night. And um, one of the things that you touched on before the break is how effective your team has been already shooting twos this year. Last night in a a regulation game, your previous two closed-door scrimmages. um, We're in this era of basketball now where everything is either high-percentage shots inside or shoot threes. There's not a whole lot of mid-range game uh, in in hoops anymore, uh, at least the way there was 20, 30 years ago. For your guys, how important is it 
to be able, we talk so much about what you want to do to disrupt defensively, you know, generate turnovers and, and force some extra possessions and all of that. When you're playing more of an interior game and you're shooting it so well, uh, but you're going to run into teams like, say, St. Thomas or, uh, you know, North Dakota State or some of the teams that like to shoot the three a little bit more. How important is it for your guys to just continue to, you know, ratchet up as many possession opportunities as you can? Because you might not be shooting a ton of threes this year. Um, you know, you, you play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly that, that is a strength of ours. And, it, and it's just not uh, post-ups. It's, it's guard penetration. Yeah. And certainly Tev is as good as anybody at that. Um, and, and you saw last night... It's. I, I think this is a page out of Dean Smith's book. I know it is, and, and he just always felt uh, that when the ball touched the paint, good things happened. And, and I guess I, I'm certainly a believer in that, and, and with this team especially. And uh, last night you had a couple of situations where we got the we got the ball into the paint on a design play to Lucas, and he had one defender behind him at about eight feet. And Toko makes a great back cut. Luke, Lucas hits him for, I think he got fouled trying to dunk the ball. Yeah. And uh, we, we had another situation where Tyree was just outside the paint in a one-on-one -on -one situation. And, um, and Lucas was the back cutter. So, you know, sometimes defenses start staring at the ball and those back cuts are open to you. So, uh, you, you know, it's just a case that when the ball hits the paint, good things happen. That's where our threes will come from mm -hmm. this year. Uh, you know, we, we have to develop some consistency behind the line, but those inside out threes, I, I thought, uh, you know, the ones we took last night were great. Tommy, yeah. Tommy hit a huge one for us. Um, Tev hit a, a, another mm -hmm. one as well. And, uh, I, I think you'll see, you'll see more of that as the season goes on. Toko's first shot of the season was a three, not necessarily that's the thing right. you expect from the, the big guy from but Finland. Tyler, I, you know, that's one thing I've said. He, he has dedicated he a lot of the off season to his three point shooting and he sure looked good shooting that. He did. Uh, that's a big shot in the arm when yeah. you can have your center knocking threes down. You, uh, are drawing from some experience now with your returning guys from last year to this year. And, um, you know, like I said a little while ago, we've been so excited to see year two for some of these guys. Um, you know, Tevin and Toko obviously are are kind of the headliners uh, in that regard. But to be able, and I was talking with uh, with Pioneer's assistant Rob Williams about this yesterday, to be able to be at the start of a second season as a coaching staff and not just the constant drumbeat of all the things you're trying to establish in year one with building a culture and all of that, how much more comfortable was it coming into last night's opener versus last season's opener when you've been going through several months of just trying to establish the identity that you want for your guys. Now you get to come at it from a point where you've got a foundation built and you can focus a lot on what exactly game one through 30 are going to mean. Yeah, it, it, you're ahead of the game, certainly, from where we were a year ago. You, you know, you've got last night Toko and Tevin who've been through the system. Unfortunately, you have some of the returning players who are out for the season. You yeah. Know, we, we sure miss Coben and, and Drake now is out for the season, both with ACL injuries. And, and Pedro was hurt last night, right. so Pedro didn't play. So, you know, you, you would have even more continuity in what you do if, if we were a little healthier. But uh, it, it, it's huge. You know, you've established trust in those players mm -hmm. and, and belief. And, um, uh, you know, that, that goes a long way. Um, and, and, you know, your offensive system, we've made tweaks to it, but there are a lot of parallels to what it was a year ago, offensively and defensively. And, um, but I think more than anything else, is it's just a trust and belief that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, what you're doing is going to be effective for your, your basketball team. And, um, you know, I hate 
talking about buy-in. Mm-hmm. And, and you hear that a lot in, in you watch games and announcers are always talking about buy-in yeah. and coaches as well. You know, there, there's a responsibility when, when you are a member of the basketball team and the basketball program and to do what's in the best interest of the team. Yeah. And it is not something that uh, I continually talk about. You know, you have a responsibility and an obligation to buy into what is best for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes from a personal standpoint, that may benefit you and other times it may not. Right. But you do know the common denominator is it always benefits the team. So uh, we don't talk much about that. We expect it. And, and that's one of our standards and expectations of the players in our program. Coach, we are uh, recording this episode, and we're going to do a bunch of episodes uh, in your office uh, at, in the Ritchie Center. And your your guys are all around you. You got all of your assistants right out the door. I want to ask you about this office <laughs> culture. Who is the one who is like most likely? You got your director of basketball operations, Ari Stern, right next door. You got Jerry Brown and Rob Williams and and Rob Zawi. Who's the one who's just going to like pop in? distract you while you're trying to do something important not leave when you really need them to get like who is the office you know that guy <laughs> who is it I'm, you got to call somebody you're trying to stir the pot here <laughs> I, you know Tyler, i'm just now that i'm traveling with you guys i got to know who I, I can who i can needle you you know we've uh, <laughs> I, I think you you know you understand each other yeah and, you know you have a good pulse on each other and uh <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we, we certainly have responsibilities and obligations uh, that each of the assistants is under. And we generally, you know, have a staff meeting once, maybe late morning before to plan practice. And uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We have a good understanding of each other here. In all seriousness, I, I, to ask you a serious question about But they it. all have a great sense of humor. They do. And, and they're wonderful to be around. They do. And they work so hard. And, um, you know, from the standpoint of just bringing up the staff and the support staff. Yeah. They they work so hard and they're such a good fit to our culture. You know, it, it's you can't have a culture and then have people who don't reflect right. that right. on your staff. And our staff is a great reflection of all the things that we value, our five core values. And these are men of great integrity. These are men who are great mentors to the young people in our program and not only teachers of the game, but really teachers of life in yeah. general. Well, and to to ask you a, the serious question about <laughs> it, because the reason I know I can bring up a jokey question is because, like you said, they've all got great sense of humor. They're all great guys. And they all bring something uh, individually to this program. And Brandon Dunson moves on. He's at Stanford now. Um, and a guy who I know has such a bright coaching future. And you've been so proud to be able to bring along in his coaching career. And you get Rob Williams and Rob Zawi back. Jerry's new. Ari's new as your director of basketball operations. Uh, and their energy is amazing and exactly what you want to add to your other two guys. What do they each bring that complements you as a head coach and kind of complements the staff? What are what are the things you value most about each of these guys? You know, I, I go back to when we recruit players. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to recruit to your core values and you have to recruit to your culture. And, you know, you can't bring in someone who doesn't fit that and then expect to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, th- these are people, I- integrity is our number one core value. And, you know, we, we define that to our team as, uh, you know, be led by doing what's right. And everybody knows right from wrong and mm-hmm. let that lead you. And honestly, that, that's our one team rule, you know, be yeah. led by doing what's right. And, uh, and certainly we have a staff of, of men of integrity and so that they're great fits and, uh, 
it, it's they're a great not only great reflection but they're great role models yeah. for the young people in the program you know in in I would say that that's my number one priority in assembling the staff. It, it really is in, in, in recruiting as well. But uh, just like in recruiting, you have to find people that reflect your culture. Yeah. Uh, but you also have to find really good players as mm-hmm. well. And, and we've done that with our staff, that these are, these are good men who are led by integrity. But uh, they also are very good from a tactical standpoint. They're very good from a recruiting standpoint. They make such significant contributions mm-hmm. in so many different areas. Uh, they're good people. They're they they have one agenda. I've always felt that as an assistant for many many years, that the best staffs I've ever been a part of were were driven by one agenda, and you know, and, and here it would be being led by what's in the best interest of Denver men's basketball. Yeah. You know, if that's everybody's agenda, you you can't help but uh, but send the right message to your team and yeah. have success, I think. Well, and I tell you what, I mean, I walk into a, into a practice or into these offices or wherever you guys are, and my day immediately is better because these guys are all so great. You guys are all so great to work with. And I feel like that has translated to the group that you've got on the floor. Um, and this year, it just feels like, you know, last year showing up at practice before the season, I could tell like, oh, these guys really like being around each other. They really like playing together. This year, it feels like that. And it feels like there's a lot more confidence there. And especially your returning guys knowing what you expect and what you want to see from them. But even the newcomers feel like they're just very comfortable being part of this team, which is huge. Um, on the comfort note, you get to start out with three home games. You don't leave town until the 17th. And you sort of get to get into the rhythm and flow of a basketball season by playing on your home floor. And from an outsider's perspective, that seems huge. For you guys going into Colorado College and Sacramento State and coming out of the win last night, how big is that, the fact that you do get your first week at home, guys wake up in their own beds this morning, you can kind of hammer out what you want to do for Thursday and then on until Monday, and you'll have three games under your belt by the time we hit the road. A um, little different scheduling this year. This was Very really much. the first year that we were uh, we didn't inherit a schedule and we, we put it together ourselves, and um, it, it's, it's nice to be at home period uh, to start the season. You know, every team in the country is still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, so uh, it, it's nice to, to be at home. I thought we had a great energy in the gym last yeah. night for the game. It, it was really nice to see. And of course, our hope is that it continues to grow, but I think we're building a nice fan base and, and a loyal uh, group that's really excited about what we're doing here in the program. So. Um, uh, we will, uh, you know, you're sleeping in your own beds. You're, you're, yeah. you're just in a comfort level. The whole academic situation is huge here. You know, we're at an institution uh, which, which uh, the, the academics are rigorous and, and the players are challenged, and as all students here are, and uh, we, we're not missing any time in class mm-hmm. uh, in, in the first two weeks, which is great. So uh, for all those things, it's, it's nice to be home and it's nice to be able to put the schedule together so that that's beneficial to our team. All right, Coach, final point for you. You get two more home games before our uh, our first road trip of the season and our, our next coaches show. Colorado College coming in on Thursday uh, and Sacramento State, a tough draw on Monday. Give me um, a quick hit for each of those of kind of what you anticipate seeing from them and what you're hoping to see from your guys. Yep. Uh, you know, I think as we prepare for our next game on Thursday against Colorado College, you know, it's about the focus 
is more on us mm-hmm. than it is on the opponent. And certainly we'll go through a scouting report. But man, it, it's it's about us and getting better and meeting our expectations and our standards. And we'll have a long film session today. We won't do a lot on the court. But we had some guys that played high minutes mm-hmm. yesterday. But it, it will be a great teaching and learning session for our players. And uh, we're going to show them examples of when we were when we were right and, and thriving offensively or defensively. Yeah. What led to that? And then uh, you know we'll we'll certainly make note of the things that were deficiencies last night in, in areas that we need to get better. So uh, th- this will be a great teaching day for us. Uh, and as we uh, we head into Thursday's game, it's about us, and it's about I think we understand what we need to do to be successful. And now we have to do those things at a higher clip with mm-hmm. each with each passing game. And on Monday, we're gonna be challenged. Sacramento State uh, is a very good team. Um, they've, uh, they've recruited very well in the off season um, and they'll pose a test. They played UCLA last yeah. night, so they were, they were tested in the very first game of the season. And we'll see UCLA coming up next week, or next month, rather, uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, the season is finally underway. The 2022-23 Pioneer season is here. Get your tickets now. Denver and Colorado College on Thursday. Denver and Sacramento State on Monday. DenverPioneers.com. You can call the box office as well and uh, get set for, you know, might as well just buy a season ticket while you're at it. It seems like the easier way to go. He's that coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine. I'm Tyler Mon. Coach, thanks. Uh, we'll see you for pregame on Thursday. Enjoyed it, Tyler. Yep, we'll see you.